Welcome to Puns and Potions. It's your favorite actual play D&D podcast powered by Patreon. And guess what? People. And they're like you. Wow. You guys have just had like a sort of big zone of truth moment. Everybody's kind of, well, not everybody, but to an extent, you know, spilling some truth. And uh, you have an old wizard just kind of peeking in on you guys, I guess. Hey, yo, fuck that guy. We having a moment. <laughs> um, Zone of Truth has just fallen and Beatrice has just kind of shrugged off, I want to say, like two sending spells. And you're standing back in this hallway, um, a fair distance from where most of the stuff with Bear went down. As a reminder, this hallway is end capped with two doors. There's the door with the whole bear's situation in it, and then two doors sort of in the middle, and then a staircase, which you are pretty close nearby after his whole runoff from fear. Uh, what would you like to do? The quote-unquote bear room was a dead end, yes? Yeah, it was just like a little cross room. Opened yeah. up one door, and there was just like the con- the containment of three of those little like um, crude amber stones. So... Uh, anyone feeling called to any directions now? Great, great <laughs> point of order. Um, not that you have to necessarily give this to the party, but Beatrice is still feeling uh, the distinct pull of thread from your palms. At this level, it's basically directly to your to the east, I guess would be the best way to describe it, since I don't know exactly where your character is facing. And following the sending spells not responding to them, you do feel the thread. As I described to Barris, he was getting closer to the room. It started to like weave itself into a rope, and then when he entered the room, it was like a chain. In not responding to them, you feel the thread start to like wrap around itself one more time. So it's just like, it's like a yarn level. It's not crazy. It's just a little stronger. I think I immediately want to know if I can see it in B's face, or anybody's face. Hold inside. That's a nat one. I don't see shit. <laughs> Just sitting straight across from you, just staring at you blankly. Yeah, I'm just, hey. I'm, I, I'm just frustrated and flustered. At the end of last episode, B did say that it seems like knowing now what Bear did, and like we actually talking through what everyone saw, that she admitted, like she said yes to something, like that it didn't. Oh, okay. Her vision seemed innocuous, and you know, part memory, like. But and so she she did say that and did ask like Selena if there was anything she could do to break that or and and in doing so like offer like a true way to like fix her cursed hands. So that so that is kind of yeah, okay. lingering. Fair in clarity. The air. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I, as you know, a, a little refresher for everyone, I suppose. I I, I offered to prepare something for a future date like i had an idea mm-hmm. um something we hadn't tried yet right so we we could wait to do that or we could follow whatever we are experiencing right now to the end i i mean i saw i i think i maybe feel something similar to bear what you were experiencing and i i we can't follow it i obviously that that led down a dark path and if you can do anything now to break it then we should absolutely but we we have to go in a different direction we cannot follow it 
Okay. So... I'm going to turn to this wizard guy just suddenly. Yeah. And I'm going to be like, hey, when you like sleep here, do you have like a room that you go to or like a place that you like is like home base or anything? Uh, well, I mean, I t- tend to go on the the whims of the moment. You know, if I feel like, oh, you know, I'm getting a little tired. This place seems safe. I'm just, you know, plop down and take a little rest. Has that ever not worked out? Oh, plenty of times, but, you know. What's the worst that's happened? Oh, you know, just waking up and there's like six little dudes with big green eyes. And there's all like, in your mind hole. And it's, it's wild. But to be fair, I've slept in places that, that, that were like, oh, I've slept here before. Totally safe. And then same thing. So it's, it's, I can't. I- it's a lot of effort to go backtracking, whatever. Completely out of character, the woo in your mind hole really loose. That's what they do. <laughs> I think at this point, Avalon's officially declared in his brain, this man is off his rocker, like 100% after the green eyed thing. Bear's like, this dude is great. <laughs> he, just, he sleeps wherever he wants to. He just hangs out and basically lives free and goes on adventures. Oh my God. You're living the life, guy. And be completely wary. They're still around here. I just, did, I didn't deal with them. They were, you know. Little, little green people? No, that, that would be ridiculous. They're not green. Their eyes are green. So oh. how'd you get them to stop probing your brain? Oh, well, you know, I just got up, packed my things, and All right. said my piece, and they, were, you know, they weren't hostile. I wasn't fighting them. They just wanted to know some stuff. So you just walked away? Yeah. What did they want to know? Mm, this and that. This and that. I'm just curious, I suppose. Was it like painful, or was it just like, oh, I can feel them <laughs> looking at my brain? Well, I, I can't speak for a phys- the physical existence of that. Um, like, if someone were to look like with their eyes at your brain, that that's probably not painful. But in the like metaphysical sense, not comfortable. Avalon's gonna let I, out like I a, nodded him and looked confused at B. <laughs> just like okay. Avalon's gonna let out like the most audible sigh imaginable, <laughs> like just like rub his temples a bit, and I think it's gonna turn to. It's a uh, the high elevation. Are yeah, you? I know. Are I know. you okay? I'm fine. Yeah, you're breathing deeply. I'm fine. I'm, I'm fine. I'm just gonna Thank be like honest. still looking at him, and I'm gonna go. Huh. Uh, okay. Um. Anyway, where do we want to go next? <laughs> be where. Is this so-called thread pulling you right now? I'll point in the direction that I feel yeah, it's it. Yeah, it's essentially like mirror across the big room where you fought the beholder, like onto the other side, right over there. Then do we maybe want to explore upstairs? Well, there's like a bunch of doors on this side. I say, like, looking over my shoulder with like part of the door open. I'm like going into the next room. <laughs> uh, the... Like, what would be the door closest to you guys? Yeah, that's not the bear room. Okay, yeah. Um, I mean, you go to open that one, and you would notice, just like peeking in, seems like there is some furnishings. It looks pretty cobwebbed and dust-covered. The specific details, you're not sure, but it looks like it may have been some sort of bedchamber or study or something. Mm-hmm. Amber-walled, floored, that's the assumption at this point. So. I'll traipse on in there. Okay. Roll perception check. Okay. Perception, five. Don't seem to notice anything. I mean, most of the stuff in here that's made of wood was, like, collapsed just from age, probably. Nothing super descriptive. But it was, like, seemingly a bedroom. There's, like, a bed and maybe a table or something. Yeah. Hmm. 
any like paintings? Was it like well furnished or is it like bare? No, I mean it's relatively drab. I mean, there's nothing hanging on the walls because the walls are made of amber, so it's like a little reflective. Are all the walls made of amber? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow, this place Dang, is crazy. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, not necessarily. I mean, you don't necessarily know like the thickness, but there is at least like a coating of it on every surface that you've seen so far, with the exception of the floor that the bear room had its like amber blocks on. That was marble. I'm gonna take like just the uh, the hilt, what are the just the bottom of my uh, longsword, and just like tap it on the wall and see if it's like a high pitched sound or like a low pitched sound. Uh, when you tap it, I mean it kind of gives a unique sensation, and then it's a little bit resonant. It doesn't necessarily make like a single conk. It's kind of like you tap it. It's it's not as clear as like a tuning fork. But it has like a like a longer tail of like a it holds more of a tone than it than like a just a knock on a stone wall or something. I I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know what that was supposed to prove to me, but it makes a cool sound and I do it again. Boom. What does that tell you, B? I I guess I'm following Bear in (laughs) the room. Fair. I mean, I don't know about that. Um, (laughs) I I mean, I. This place is obviously magical, so it's hard to say what this, if this is even real, um, how this amber got here. I don't like, know. even the walls? Like, everything's magical? Odds are. Whoa, I'm gonna, like, kind of back away from the wall a little bit. <laughs> um, as you guys are having this discussion, you hear the sound of, like, a crash and a crackle of wood like wood planks like something made of wood that has just been thrown and obliterated uh basically against the wall like the other side of one of the walls of this room like a, an adjoining room something has just been like tossed and broken apart and we know there to be a door on one of the sides that we have not gone yeah. through i think i think i'm not in <sighs> the room i'm still in the hallway so i'm gonna investigate that i'll go with a volley the other room yeah I think we all go. <laughs> we hear something. Something in the other room. Well, we beat you there. <laughs> How are you doing so? I Stealthily, you just swing I'm it gonna, open. I'm, you're just doing a little ear I'm on gonna, the outside. I'm going to swing it open, I think, and just have my sword out ready. Okay. I'm right behind him, ready to go. If you were going to sneak, I was going to sprint past you anyway, so. Yeah. You swing open the door, and as you, like, peer into the room that is now exposed in front of you you just see this um what looks like a really really simple wooden like a bedpost almost just like a piece of it and it just right past your head like out the door flying uh, and then just like kind of clatters against the ground and you notice that the uh inside the room again furnishings mostly destroyed um, nothing crazy here. It, there's a little bit more furniture and stuff looks like it's a little bit more of a mess as opposed to like natural decay. But standing in the room is hovering a very, very gaunt sort of floating white uh, semi-incorporeal figure. A very, very long stretched out jaw. And it just turns over and looks Avon in the eyes and screams. And I need everybody to roll initiative. Oh boy, here we go. That's very nice. 16. 22. Okay. 13. 6. 
Uh, B, that brings you up first. I'm going to assume you're, you know, maybe like 15 feet from Avalon. Yes. Um, yeah, I mean, if Avalon was immediately, like, opening it, I probably just heard the scream and came around the corner. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I'm going to say, out for fun. So I didn't, yeah, I didn't do that last time. So I'm going to reach in my backpack and um, grab my uh, Eldritch Cannon. That's what it's called. <laughs> <laughs> Been a while. <laughs> um, and so, it, yeah, it's like this metallic spidery device that, like, crawls across my shoulder and onto my arm and like forms itself into like a little pistol in my hand and i'm going to create a force um cannon and try to shoot whatever the heck this thing is 17 to hit that will hit uh 13 points of force damage pew across everyone's shoulders ideally Uh, yeah. Is it able will... to hit it? Whatever yep, this thing the, is? Yeah, okay. uh, the little beam will kind of... I'm, I'm thinking, like, underneath of Alan's, like, arm. Yeah. And kind of whizzes out, and it it pierces the flowing ghostly veil of this creature and just kind of, like, fizzles a hole out into the middle of it. Uh, which point, it is Avalon's turn. It's like a spectral thing, right? Yeah. Yeah, I think I'm just gonna cast Shatter on it. Straight up. That is a Constitution 17 saving throw. It will fail. All right. 16 points of, uh, what is it? Thunder damage. And then I think I'll, like, back away from the door a little bit. Uh, Yeah, you set off Shatter in the middle of the room, basically centered on this figure. Uh, And as it, like, snaps and sort of bends the air around it, creating that cacophonous noise, you see that ripple in the air sort of, of just like shreds away the figure until it just kind of dissolves and you see its face stretch out and that scream that's been like everlasting since the combat started it just continues until it just like fades out into existence and then heinrich uh who is you know maybe like 20 feet away uh as this whole thing went down really fast he just goes now why'd you have to go and do that for it seemed hostile (laughs) Well, sure, it was hostile. It was dealing with a lot of complex emotions, and you just had to barge in there. It threw a bedpost near my head, nearly impaling my skull. It didn't hit you in the head. It was very close, Heinrich. Whatever. Oh. And I'm just, I'm just going to storm in the room. <laughs> Did you know that guy? I mean, I didn't know him very personally. He kept a distance. So. I'll do a perception check on the room, by the way. Very troubled individual. I, di- I didn't even get to see him. Save that rage. Used one, I think. Ooh, I mean, it was two. Yeah. A uh, 16 perception check to see if there's anything useful in here aside from tattered remains of furniture. It is a little bit more popular, like I said, but most of it is just, it seems like the stuff that's in here, as I alluded to before, was repeatedly thrown and destroyed and just kind of tossed about. Um, there's broken wardrobes and trunks and candlesticks. There's a desk and several chairs and books with pages torn out and ink that's run and tattered clothes. That being said, you do find in the shraps of torn up book, there is a spell scroll. I'll take it. I was going to say, it it would be a bear up in the initiative. Oh, we're still on initiative. I'm going (laughs) to run into the room and then nothing's happening. So I just stand there. (laughs) Okay. I see of all I'm looking through a book. So I like start to naturally just start to doze while standing there. Uh, at which point you, 
uh, Selena and Beatrice, who are still in the hallway, would notice that uh, one of the end cap doors, uh, the one that was you know basically adjacent to the room with Bear's vault in it, that long, skinny amber door, you know, slowly gets pulled open and skittering out along the frame of the door, like along the walls, and one's like up on the ceiling slightly, uh, are four, maybe like three or four feet tall, brown and gray, sort of leathery skin with spikes coming out their backs, lots of rows of little sharp teeth, and one large green eye in each of their heads. Four of them are making their way close to you. That being said, I will need... Let me do some calculating. Bear and I don't see this, right? We're in the room? Correct. You do not see this because you're inside the room with the ghosts. Well, what was the ghost? Uh, yeah, since you two are visible and within range, I need uh, Selena and Beatrice to make uh, deception checks. Natural 20. Hey. Love that. For a total of 20. <laughs> <laughs> Can't say I'm surprised. Eight. At this moment, you see the one of the creatures, their green eyes, uh, just kind of like pulses with an energy towards you, Selena, and you feel this like a tiny little needle basically oh, just lovely. like poke somewhere in the middle of your mind. At Ooh. which point, yeah, it is your turn. Am I still in complete control? I'm going to cast yeah, yeah, protection good. from good and evil on myself. Is that all you would like to do? As of right now? Yeah. Yeah, that is an action, so just making sure. Yeah, that's it. B, you're up. Um, I immediately yell, we found the green-eyed monsters, gentlemen! And then fire with um, my Eldritch Cannon at whatever one is closest to either Selena or I for a 17 to hit. That will do it. 16 points of force damage. Does it does it look like that took a good chunk out of the creature? Uh, it definitely looks like it's reeling a little okay. bit. It okay. it did the it did the expected. Okay, are they and they're all kind of clumped together? Uh, well, a little bit. Or... There's like two sort of off to the right that are clumped together, and then there's one that's a little bit closer, and then there's one that's pretty much back towards the door. But I mean, they're all within like a twenty foot square. Okay, cool. Let's see. Yeah, sweet. I'm going to copy Valen and cast Yay. Shatter with a 10-foot radius on all of them. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, so that's a con save. Shatter 18. buddies. Kaboom, kaboom. Two will succeed, one with a natural 20, and one will fail. Okay. Oh, and then it... the last one will fail as well. 15 two two. points of damage mm -hmm. total. Is there any that are within melee distance of me? No. Okay, uh, the closest I, is 30 feet. Okay, yeah. I'm going to back up 15 feet and also clear out the door space for Avalon and Bear. Uh, Avalon, it is your turn. You've just heard Shatter go off and B yell that they have found uh, people. Yeah, I run right out of the room, turn to see all of them. They're still in the same position, so I'm very tempted to also... And can I add a little flavor to this? Can, like... I have come out like right when B was about to cast Shatter, and we like both double Shatter next to each other, like at the same time, like back to back. Absolutely, okay. absolutely. <laughs> Before B backs up, it's all the same six seconds, you know. So 
Yeah. Technically, mm-hmm. you kind of did. Yeah. And I'll do it at... Mm. What level did you cast it at, B? <laughs> Just a second. <laughs> I'll do... You can you can have okay, stage me all quick, you want. Perception <laughs> perception check. Classic evolve. Did they they reeled a bit? Are they how are the how are they looking right now? Perception <laughs> check. I rolled a twenty one. Oh my god. Uh, I mean they look okay. Fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're not. All they're not shatter horrible. I mean they they look disgusting, but yeah, I'll shatter at third level then. Con seventeen. Uh, it's three fails, one with a natural one this time, and a pass. I like to think it was the same one. It wasn't. Uh, <laughs> that ruined this for me. Sorry. 17 points total. So have that to, was it eight? No. Eight. Yeah, eight to the one that succeeded. Yeah, I like to think like I come out, I just like look at B and she just shatters and then I shatter right back. And then like we look at each other and like nod a little bit. Like that was kind of fucking dope. And then I back up along with her. Bear, it is your turn. Okay. I run into the hallway and look down. Do I see these guys? Yes. And there is two within your uh, walking speed. I cast Shatter, which is basically <laughs> me just raging and running at them and then melee attacking. <laughs> shatter uh, are you going? Bones. Yeah, there you go. Are you going to just the first one or are you going in between the two that you can reach? If I, uh, like... If I stood between them, I could hit both of them, potentially. Yeah. Yeah, I, I will surround or make myself surrounded by as many of them as possible. Okay. And one's on, like, the roof, like, ring girl crawling in. Uh, The mm-hmm. one, there is one on the right side of the hallway that is on the wall, and then there's one at the door that is on the ceiling. So, like, those two you could potentially try and reach, but the two you're standing in between are on the ground. These guys are gross. All right. I'm gonna... Yeah, for sure. Great weapon master. I'm going to mark off my ragey. I'm going to reckless also. <laughs> sure. Uh, 17? Yep. Oh, nice. I'm just going to roll this now, because who knows where this will go. Where's my D10? Oh, there we go. Oh, that's a 10. Okay, Ooh. so 19, 21, plus 10, yes! 31. <laughs> <laughs> 31 damage on the first one. Yeah, obliterated. You've definitely shattered many of its bones. Had I a bonus action, I could then use it to attack the next one. But I still have another attack, so I'm going to just do that to the next one. If I can. If I'm with, still within reach. Yeah, yeah, no, you're good, you're good. It's really a shattered bear edition. Ooh, natural 20. Ooh. Yeah, that, that'll do it. Oh, yes. And I rolled an 8, so 16. Oh, I get more rage bump damage than I said last time. It's 3 now. 19. 29. Yeah. I feel like there's something else that I'm not adding here. It's okay. I will take 29. You got Rage, Great Weapon Master. Uh, you doubled the dice for crit. I did 29. Yeah, that sounds right. 29. And Reckless yeah. just made an advantage, right? So Yes. Cool. Uh, that one, yeah, also. And I yell, Shatter! Shatter! It's like looking pretty good, too. And it's like, it's ready to pounce. It's got these long claws. It's looking nasty. And there's just whack, like throwing it like, like across the hallway, basically. Just sh- sh- quite literally shattering it i, I look at my longsword and i'm like you know in my mind weighing it against my great axe and i'm just nodding approvingly i'm like oh this thing's pretty good mm. uh that will bring us to them at which point uh the one that is on the wall close to the bear is going to pounce and attempt to claw him since he is close it will hit both times actually not by too large of a margin 15 halved to 
seven, and then I need you to make a constitution saving throw. 19. Uh, yeah, you just take the claw attacks, and then you see its large green eye sort of like its its pupil dilate slightly, uh, pointing in your direction, uh, but you shrug off whatever it's attempting to do to you, <laughs> and then I need Selena to make a constitution saving throw as well, as it uh, scurries along the ceiling and is basically peering its head with like a very hmm. dysfunctionally bent spine in your direction this it like pounced me do i have to do did it try to knock me prone also with the pounce or no is that... no it was just using that as traversal basically oh, okay uh it's 22 <laughs> okay you are also fine yay and then it is your turn am i guessing that i can still feel it looking into my brain hole uh, you still got that little like surgical needle somewhere in there. So protection against good and evil didn't work. Um, it is not a charm, frightened or possession. Breaker. Okay. Um. It doesn't seem like it's affecting you at this point. Yet. Wait. Sorry. <laughs> no, actually, you're dead. It. No. <laughs> it take it back. It. It. It if hit you, and then you took your turn and did protection, right? Mm-hmm. So. I'm going to rule, actually, I'm going to rule that you don't feel it anymore. Protection of good and evil probably would have pulled it out. It is technically a charm in the sense that you would have been immune to it if you were immune to being charmed. So even though it's not technically the same, you don't feel it anymore. Yay. How close is the closest one to me? Uh, The closest one to you is probably like 15, 20 feet directly up on the ceiling. The other one is about 20 feet in front of you next to Bear. You said how many feet above me? Like 15, 20. Mm-hmm. Tall ceilings, but not like massively high. Mm-hmm. Oh, are the ceilings amber also? Yeah, for sure. So, yeah. so we see some like gross reflection of them like as they're crawling on the roof. You see yeah. like their face from the ceiling. Mm-hmm. Ooh. How do our reflections look at this point if we look up? In here, they're, they're the same. Okay. It's like a fun house. You walk through and you get really fat for a little bit and you get really skinny. Because they were fucky before. I just wanted mm-hmm. to double check. Anything? I am going to do something. And that would be <laughs> uh, Spirit Guardians. I'm casting it at a fourth level. What is the size of Spirit Guardians? It is 15 feet in a dome. Good call. If it didn't that hit it, is... I would literally just uh, walk up. <laughs> Just do like a little top just in like the air. Walk up. Jump a couple times. Gotcha. It has to make a wisdom save. It will fail. So it takes the damage. Which is a shit ton. 4d8 <laughs> radiant. 4d8. 48, right? <laughs> 48 points of damage? Yeah. Wow, good Four job. Four rolls of an eight-sided <laughs> die. Oh. 14. Yeah, you do the incantation and send it out, and all of these spirits pull up from your shadow and kind of twist around and create this dome, uh, those silver-lined sort of blobby characters, mm-hmm. and they see the creature on the ceiling, and they float towards it, and as they paw out at the creature, it kind of, they pass through it, and then it just kind of goes, ah, and it kind of curls its hands, and it just falls from the ceiling, and right next to you, it just... Ugh. Can I can I flavor text that I see it falling and just like step to the side? Yeah, yeah absolutely. Like really casually. Like <laughs> yeah, you're like looking at me. You don't even look up. You just step, and then I just see a body <laughs> fall. Beatrice. 
Eldritch Cannon at the last of the nasties. The distance on that is like something crazy. It's like 120 it's, feet. With force, yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's 120 dumb. feet. Yeah. yeah it's, I mean, it's great. It's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> 23 to hit. Yeah, yeah. 11 points of damage. Okay. We'll follow it up with a firebolt. 15 to hit. Yes. It hits. And then 16 <laughs> points of damage on that. Yeah, you do a little pew pew action and then you do a little fizz fizz action. I don't know what a fireball sounds like. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> fizz fizz. Everyone yeah. knows that. Yeah. I was thinking like sparks or something. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> the, uh, and they both impact on the creature that is kind of sulking up at bear. Uh, and the force kind of hits it on the side and then it looks over at you and its green eye kind of glows and then the firebolt just hits it right across the eye and fizzles out onto it and it too is deceased. I told you we'd get to the details later. Well, that time is now. This mix of dice and bad jokes is an actual play D&D podcast run by five Twitch streamers gone rogue, prepared to bring you lovable characters, meaningful narrative, and more laughs than you signed up for, but it can't exist on its own. Puns and Potions is made possible by the loving support of our supporters over on Patreon. From perks such as getting ad-free episodes, early access, exclusive merch, and personal shoutouts, you too can reap the benefits of a loving patronage to this very podcast over at patreon.com slash potions. That's puns A-N-D potions. For just one singular dollar a month, you can keep this fantasy alive. Now, to our other sponsors. For us at Puns and Potions, community is a big part of what we wish to represent, and one friend and community member I want to throw at you today is Astral Dice. Full disclosure, I personally had a hand in the creation of Astral Dice, and it will continue to be a long-standing partnership. But just like the PMP crew, my Astral sets are the only thing I used to roll, and that's the truth. They're a handful of guys homebrewing dice sets out of their homes, because like us, they're super passionate about role-playing games, and can't accept just some mass-produced dice they bought from a hobby shop. They craft new sets when life allows it, and post them online for you to snatch up, or just admire the designs. So it'd be cool if you went and checked out their website, astraldice.com, or followed them on Instagram, at theastraldice. Thanks for the time. Now back to the puns. At which point, Heinrich, who turns the corner from the hallway, <laughs> um, he just kind of peers and he goes, I mean, come on. Yeah, I, we literally just, it was like two minutes ago that we just talked about how they were totally fine. Tyrants. You're all I'm, tyrants. I want to go up to the one that fell near Selena's feet and like, see if I can try and identify what it is. Like, sure. yeah, uh, roll a history check or an arcana check, I guess. Can I roll a history check instead? Yeah, I said either or. Okay, yeah. 29. Wow. Uh, this looks <laughs> like a demented Nothic. Ooh. Which is, yeah, like, uh, there's many stories about how they come to be. Um, but they are basically these, like, sniveling little creatures that will try and root out knowledge in people 
these look like they were potentially twisted by some sort of force that set them a little more on the crazy side. But they do look frail and sort of, mm. you know, gnarly. I think these might be the reason why Heinrich is not all together with us today. I will say to the group, like, with my back toward him. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, uh, um... I'm, I mean, I'm saying it loudly, but, like... Oh, so you, you're not hiding not, it from him. No. Yeah. Sure. She, she just won't face him yeah. while she says it. <laughs> Uh, Heinrich is also keeping a little bit of a distance from the group. Like I said, he's just kind of peering around the corner, uh, but it doesn't seem like he's approaching, even in you bad-mouthing him. It's safe now. You can come around the corner. We handled it. Well, with all the noise you're making, you can never quite be too sure. I'm just, you know, making sure and watching my surroundings. Is there a, there's another door, like, down this side of the hallway, right? Uh, no, there's the end cap door on the flip side. You opened the one, oh. it was empty, then you heard the ghost in the other one, then there was the one that you were looking for, and then there was the one that the Nathus came out of. There's a stairwell on the other side, and then adjacent to it, yeah, there's another door there. Well, I'm going to go to the Nathus door, I guess. And I'm going to look at Heinrich or whatever, and I'm be like, all right, we're checking another room, you stay right there. Absolutely, yeah, just be careful. And la, 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 la. Uh, <laughs> you peer into the open doorway of this room, and it's again one of those like cross plus sign rooms and you can see that it too has alcoves of like crude amber stones the floor in here is a purplish like a kind of like a grape shade of marble and the veins of it are black uh with like little edges of silver but other than that i mean there's it's it's not too dissimilar to the one you were in before i close the door slowly and i turn around to a vault and i go this room was your room just smiling at him and what is that supposed to mean? I don't know. I peek in the room. <laughs> I turn around and I go, no, really, what is that supposed to mean? I, I was just kidding. I don't know. Okay. You know I like messing with you. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh-huh. Let's, let's not go in there, though. Yeah. Any room that is, like, similar to the room that I went into just gives me, like... It's bad news. Bad vibes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I feel like a broken record. Uh-huh. I'm sorry. But the, one, more, one more door, right? And then there's the staircase up? Yeah, on the... On the mirror opposite end of the hall, there is another door, and then adjacent to that, there's a stairwell that goes up. Yeah, before, or as we're, I guess, as we're doing that, um, mm-hmm. B will just like peek in to get a glimpse. Yeah. Could I try and recall the, if like we got, got details of the floor of the chamber in which Strahd made his deal? Like, did we see that detail? Ooh. Um, I would say you probably did, although a lot of that vision was incredibly dark. Right. Um, and it was it was mostly lit by the amber like breathing of the actual sarcophagus, if you will. So it'd be hard to get distinct flavor, but um, let's see. Color-wise, it would have been hard to make out, but it did look like it had a marble pattern. I will say it had a distinctly different shape. It seemed a lot larger. Okay. And you in that the uh edge of that vision you could only see his particular vault. If it was the same kind of room, knowing how big the vision space was, you would have been able to see the other two. So that leads you to believe that this is probably like a particular chamber. Mm. And it's worth noting if I didn't stress it before that the ones in these tiny rooms are like uncarven sort of crude amber blocks. Whereas the one that he touched was like 
a very precisely crafted larger mm-hmm. um, piece. Yeah, and thinking about that as I'm just like sing after barrel, just say to the group. So, sh- do you think we would find answers in trying to find the room that Strahd made his deal? That that seems like a terrible idea coming out of my mouth, but is that where we should go? I mean, makes sense to me. At least learn more about whatever. Even if we did want to go there, how would we find it? Like this, and I kick open the door. <laughs> Gosh. Um, in this one, it's similar. It's a plus size or a, a plus uh, shaped room, and this one has uh, this one is a little bit closer to a traditional marble in that it's like kind of a slate gray floor, uh, but the veins in it are uh, varying shades of like an emerald green, and there are again three alcoves with the three chunky hammer pieces. Is there, like, any notable, like, iconography or anything in these? Or is it just, like, weird tendrils and spirals and shapies? Yeah, there's, like, no that you can tell defining uh, features or shapes. I mean, if you want to go in and look closer at any of the things, you can. I mean, I I think curiosity is probably... (laughs) I mean, curiosity is probably getting the better of Bear anyways. And he's like, oh, well, it's the other room... It's okay now. It's like 10 I, I'm trying minutes. to see. Yeah, but like that's over now. <laughs> it, does it like how similar does it look? Would would you say that only the coloring really is different between the room that I hate and this room? Yeah, pretty much. I mean, the shapes of them are different in that they are like raw rock, but they're equally raw. There isn't they don't stand out from each other. The only real difference in these rooms is the flooring. And there's no, like, center pedestal. It's only the three alcoves. Correct. And Yeah, and they're sitting directly on the marble floor. And they don't, like, contain anything. It looks like they at one point could or maybe should receive something there. When you got close to the one that was calling to you, pulling, um, it looked like when it was starting to glow in response to you being close to it, it looked like there may be something sort of, like, floating in there. But you didn't really get close enough to observe. And you're not at a distance to tell if that's the case for these. And this room isn't glowing or reacting to me in any way? No. I'm going to, like, like test the water when it's cold, you know, and I'm just going to put a foot down in the room and just, okay. like, pull my foot back up. It's like, it's like quickly opening a faucet and then shutting it again just to get, like, a splash of water. You basically, your foot enters the threshold and those whispers, undefined and, like, you know, wavy, sort of going in now, sort of just... <laughs> Going and then off again. Okay. You bears like he suddenly straightens up and is like backs out immediately and is like, oh hell no. <laughs> don't don't go in there. Don't go in there. I close the door. <laughs> let's uh let's let's go upstairs, huh? Yep. Sure. Agreed. So you basically go up, it's like a ten foot wide staircase that goes up one way and then it turns to the right, goes up a little bit more and then it turns to the right again until you get to a landing. And a singular narrow door. Heinrich is trailing back behind the fort as you traverse. Heinrich, what's in this door? Um, if my mental my map of the place is holding up, I think that just leads to like a little antechamber, like a little, just like a little connecting hallway. Let's see if he's right. But who knows? I mean, it could be completely. I could be totally different. I open the door. Uh, you open it up. Yeah, it looks like it's a like an adjoining room that connects the stairwell into a um, into like a smaller hallway. Um, it's 
just a little rectangle. There's a door on the other side of it, obviously. And there's no defining features about this room? It is empty? Yep. It's like 20 feet long and 10 feet across, just as narrow as the as the staircase was. I'll just walk across and open the door across. Uh, you open up that door and you find that you are back in the hallway that you exited onto when you came out of the castle room. Like when you came out of the book, you left that room and you were in a hallway. Hmm. You're in that hallway again. Hmm. I'm sensing recognition. Have you been here before? Was it on purpose or not? Yeah, we came through here. Good. Adam, however, is <laughs> struggling to remember the rest of this. Uh, it's just a hallway, and then it has double doors on each end. The one towards the north is the one that you went through that had the dining room. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah, okay. The, the illusionary dining room. And then along the wall that you just passed through from the staircase, uh, in north to south order is the castle room, the room you just came out of, the little adjoining stairwell, a room you did not enter. And then obviously the double doors at the south you did not enter either. Okay, not we'll do not double doors. Uh, and the the double doors is where... B was pointing, right? I mean, generally in the south direction, but hers is pointing way further east. Oh, okay. And this door along the wall, is it west or east? Uh, it is west. It's okay. a it's a skinny tall door. I'll open it up. Man, it'd be great to have like a rogue or something, who knows, to not just open doors and check for traps and, <laughs> you know. Not bear. Bear is just going to open doors, so. um, You open up the door and then you notice uh, the signifying feature in this room is that course it's amber lined but in the middle of the room there are these two stone uh or i guess just like a cube tables rising out of the ground and then uh it seems like in the walls are these little similar to downstairs where there was all the animal figures along the hallway like in inlay into like little shelves it's basically just like cut out chunks in the walls but this goes super high up across it's like a grid of these little tiny uh, square alcoves in the wall. There may be like hmm. six inches by six inches each one, just like a beehive of little niches. And they're empty? Um, You can go in and you can check. Yeah, I will do that. Uh, roll up and check. Oh, man. And I'll be like, hey, look at all these weird cubbies that I walk in. My perception was very bad. <laughs> uh, seven. Uh, it looks like most of them are empty other than dust, cobwebs, uh, things like that. But in the ones that are not empty, they're housed to little bottles. Either really, very really thin vials or like fat sort of round jars. They're all very dirty. I'll rub one off to see if I can see inside. Roll a d20 for me. Uh, just a straight <laughs> d20 is 10. You kind of rub off the grime from the outside of the glass, and you notice that it has sort of like a stain on the inside of it that's vaguely yellowish-green, uh, but it doesn't contain anything. Is it stoppered? Yes. <sighs> God damn it, Bear. Bear, what did you find? I go, look! I'm following and I, in. <laughs> I turn around and show the vial, and I pull the cork off. <laughs> oh my God. An effort was made. Tried so hard, man. <laughs> you gotta be quicker than that. I know. <laughs> You pull the stopper, you just get like kind of a whiff of this stale, sour air, uh, but nothing really happens. And it's just um, like stained? It's just like some kind of residue on it? That's what it seems like. I'll put mm-hmm. the stopper back on and put it back in its little home. Mm-hmm. This room is weird. Hmm. 
I, yeah. When, as soon as Bear, like, opens it, I'm going to, like, jump back just in case. <laughs> That's wise. Something bad happens. Um, and when nothing does, I think I'm going to find a different shaped bottle and also dust it off and see, just look at it. We'll note uh, the ceilings in here are pretty tall, uh, and there are two ladders that kind of go up against the wall to reach some of the higher shelves. Just so that you're aware. Ooh. Um, if you're picking one off, uh, roll a d20. 19. Uh, in this one, you find, um, in rubbing off the outside of the glass from the dust and the just grime, you are drawn to it because it looks like it's a, a very deeply colored glass but you find that uh, the inconsistency in that leads you to believe that what was ever in here was like a very very deep nearly black brackish purple although it seems like it's now empty hmm. did heinrich follow us in here mm-hmm. heinrich is in the doorway yeah are, are these your bottles no uh, no not much of an herbalist Part of it, I just want to spend some time here and just start going uh, yes. through as many cubbies as we can. <laughs> Did you find my I... name on one? Because that would be incredibly interesting. Oh, yeah. And I run over to a random one and I grab one and I go, here, look. And I hand him just a random potion for the wall. <laughs> Roll a d20. <laughs> Four. Uh, yeah, you find one that's like kind of red in hue. Um, almost more like a pink. You hand it to him. Um, appreciated. Yeah, you save that for later. It might be important. I, I You never know. Where things happened. Does he put it somewhere? Does he like store it? Yeah, he puts it in like a pouch in his robe. I a mental note where that where he puts it. Okay. <laughs> um I'm also going to open the bottle that I picked up. Uh you open it up and it kinda has like a sweet aroma. Huh. And in these cases, like the smell passes quickly. It's more of just like kind of a haze on the air as it's released, but it's not like a lingering effect. I'm going to turn it upside down. Nothing. Maybe you could hear the ocean. Put it up to your ear. Try it. You never know. I'm going to give Bear like a look of utter skepticism and just do it to humor him. <laughs> Does she hear the ocean? Uh, roll up seven check. <laughs> Eight? Uh, no sounds of waves crashing, fortunately. I'm going to get really close. I'm going to start imitating ocean sounds. <laughs> Suddenly you're just hearing like a very distinct sound of waves from the, from the uh, potion bottle. Bear, stop breathing in my face. Oh, sorry. <laughs> well, it doesn't make sense to me how if what potions or whatever was in here could just evaporate like this. Like, are they just, is it just bottled air? Like what? Do I'm not, I'm not sure what's going on here. In the time that we've, drinking health potions the glass comes out clean as a whistle right there's no like stain or anything no yeah i I don't think these were potions i don't know what was in here this doesn't smell like a potion i just have a random new bottle in my hand (laughs) oh d20 (laughs) 17 uh this one is like a teal and it's interesting because on this one it looks like whereas some of the other ones were stained very unevenly this one almost has like kind of a like a layering where it like it's dark teal and then it lightens and then there's like a, almost a clear defining line where it's dark teal and then it lightens until it just lightens up to the the bottle like neck part uh, also entirely empty yeah yes yeah this one does not smell <laughs> i'm just gonna take it and i'm gonna try to just break the neck off of it of the bottle okay i mean it sends 
little glass shards well, everywhere. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm not like slaying. I try to do it like controlled so that the pieces sure. you know stay close. Mm-hmm. And then without like touching it, I want to take like pieces of the glass. <laughs> I want to try to scrape the inside and see if it like <laughs> congeals or anything. Like if it's like, um, it bo- it mostly just comes off in like a dust, like a fine powder. <laughs> there, don't. Do <laughs> <that>. <laughs> But Holly wants you to do it. <laughs> I, I'm like looking up at B, and I'm just gonna scratch some, and I'm gonna try to smell it and see what it smells like. Um, yeah, it, it's it still does not have a distinct smell. I'm gonna slowly, I'm gonna put it up to my face, have my tongue out, and I'm looking at B still, and I'm gonna just like slowly taste it real quick. Uh, it has a very, very, uh, like kind of a metallic taste, but with salt. It's not pleasant. I don't like this place. Nothing tastes good. Stuff smells weird. The DM just rolls for no reason. <laughs> <laughs> I hate it here. Uh, at this point, you uh, everybody roll uh, a perception check. <laughs> oh boy. Seven. Sixteen. Twenty-six. Wow. Twenty-four. Wow. Everyone but Selena would notice as Heinrich is like looking over different potions or bottles, I guess. You, the three of you, notice that in him doing that, he's just kind of looking over his shoulder, and as he does that, he reaches into his uh, robe pocket, and he just puts the the bottle that uh, Bear handed him back up on one of the empty shelves. And this seemed like intentional. Yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> I mean, as he's like, does he like continue the charade? Like, does he like move down the wall or anything? Yeah, he's just he just looks like he's looking at different uh, different bottles. I'm just going to, like, be doing the same thing and kind of just looking around, and I'm going to grab the same bottle that I saw him put up sure. and, like, kind of just step away and, like, give it a few minutes, and then I'm going to try to sneak it back onto him. <laughs> uh, roll a sleight of hand. <laughs> Natural one. You are, like, going to try and plant the bottle back uh, onto Heinrich. And as you're doing that, he's kind of reaching up for one of the bottles. And... uh like on the on one of the shelves to inspect it or put it back or whatever, and just in the moment that the the bottle in your hand kind of brushes his robe, you hear the shattering of glass as uh, the bottle in Heinrich's hand is smashed in his fist, and his his head whips over his shoulder and he goes, "Do not touch my robe." Oh, you had like dust on it. I was just cleaning it off. <laughs> and he just he he like unfurls his fist, leaving like blood and little glass shards on the shelf. Rings his hand, and then he just. Mm-hmm. Everyone inside check. Yeah, that was natural. What? Twenty-four. Seven. Fourteen. Thank you. Beatrice and Selena would notice a distinct snapping of his body into a very particular alert. And in his kind of recovering and letting the glass pieces go, he he shrinks again to the point where he has that kind of crooked back. I, I just don't particularly enjoy people touching my things. The, the patches on these are very special. I have very particular sentimental value. And he has a bunch of patches on his... I think I recall like, you describing that earlier. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I noted that briefly when he, like, fell into the in the main room. Are they in, like, particular shapes of any kind? Well, mm, check. <laughs> Nine. Uh, you can see that there are eight that stand out, but from the angle you're looking at, you can only really see two. And one looks like just a black circle, and then one looks like a like a little wooden dinghy, like a little rowboat. 
Well, Bear has no idea what this is. It just thinks it's a cool little cloak. And I'm going to be like, okay. Um, can I do a religion check on him? At this point, he is just kind of like, yeah, absolutely. At this point, he's just kind of like rubbing off the hand that he smashed the bottle with on his like interior shirt. So he's just like getting blood on himself. <laughs> it's like, yeah, he's just like kind of trying to. 23. Hide it a little bit, but not successfully, I suppose. Uh, what are you trying to glean exactly? I'm trying to glean if it has any significance to any sort of like religious oh his robe figure or like uh spells that I would know associated with that or like if he has any like allegiances basically um there doesn't seem to be anything on him that would denote like a particular faction or anything it looks quite random okay uh kind of hodgepodge i'm going to go up to him Mm-hmm. Um, I'm gonna reach into my little robe. I have like a cloak thing, and then like take out mm-hmm. like my herbalism kit. Yeah, and try to like clean off his hand. Like I put out my hand. And I'm like, give me your hand. Oh no, I'm I'm really okay. Absolutely fine. Accidents happen. The the bottle was very fragile. It was like you. Know, I put it on the shelf, and it was like bam. It was pieces, <laughs> bro. So just give me your hand. Oh no, we're absolutely fine. And he just like starts to hobble uh, on his little uh, walking stick outside the door. And he goes, "Well, uh, it seems like this place doesn't have much to give us. So uh, where are we off to next?" And he's just yeah, already out in the hallway. Was there a? Is this a closed room? There's no. Yeah, there's no other doors in here. It's just the one okay, he came in. Yeah. Double door time. Yeah, this guy's got the right idea. Let's bounce. I'm just gonna look at my party and be like, "Hmm." While while we're walking out and like following him, is there places on his cloak that seems like there's patches like missing? Like maybe some shapes are like sun bleached, and I can see like an outline uh, of where mean, a patch used to be. The robe itself is—he's not a huge figure, and the robe is a little bit oversized, and they are very randomly put on there. It looks like there there are places that could fit other patches, but not like distinct silhouettes or anything that would have been left over time. All right, I will stop metagaming. Okay, to to the double doors. 